This week on the Only Football Fans podcast, we turn our attention to the world of boxing. We are joined by strength and conditioning coach Cameron Goff and WBO super middleweight champion Billy Joe Saunders. They join us live from their training camp in Las Vegas, Nevada, where Billy is currently preparing for his world unification title fight with Saul Canelo Alvarez, taking place on Saturday, May the 8th. Enjoy the episode. Right, welcome back, guys. Um, so tonight we've got uh, myself, Matty, Kyle and Greg, and we're joined by a special guest. We've got our boy Cam coming on, who's strength and conditioning coach of Billy Joe Saunders at the moment. He's currently out in Vegas, so he's joining us from across the pond. Cheers for coming on, mate. Not a problem. It's nice to catch up with. It's been yeah. a while, eh? Good to yeah. see you, bro. It has, mate. It has, it's mate. It's been a while. <laughs> You're a bit busier than us, though, I reckon, but... I don't know. Okay. <laughs> um, so before we get going, Cam, um, like we usually like when we do interviews with people, we usually like do a few sort of quick fire questions just to sort of get to know these people a bit better and that um, before we sort of get in in depth. Um, so obviously you like doing strength and conditioning coaching and that you've worked with some professional footballers and boxers. We know you on a personal level playing football with us as well. So it's going to be sort of a mix between football and boxing, the sort of questions to get going. Obviously, we are a football podcast, but we sort of move it over to today. a bit boxing today. Yeah. So, uh, first question, who's your favourite boxer of all time? Oh, favourite of all time? Yeah. I would have to say Mayweather because... Oh, damn, my, No, no, listen, listen, for my era and obviously growing up and that, seeing him, I could say about people in the past and that, but I didn't actually get to see them live or yeah, yeah. tell you that. So I think through growing up and actually watching them and seeing, obviously, press conferences, training footage and things like that, I'd have to say Mayweather. But then obviously, if you ask me about previously, like in the past and that, you'll go down the lines of Sugar Ray Robinson, Sugar Ray Leonard, and all those kind of guys. But for my day and age, and obviously watching it, growing up, it'd be Mayweather. Not having it, I just yeah, can't stand it. I agree. Like I agree. No, I'm not, I know, <laughs> but he's, he's top draw, wasn't he? He's unbelievable. It's the it's the, it's the, listen, it's the art of boxing, though, right? Yeah, yeah. I, I know he changed it behind the scenes, obviously, with the money and things like that. But if you look at him at boxing level, just boxing only, he was phenomenal. Yeah. You've got to probably say he's probably the greatest sports businessman of all time as well. And uh, he changed the game, right? And yes. Just a bit. Yeah, yeah 100%. Um, back to footy. Favourite footballer of all time? Question. Oh, wow. You can oh, mention Jones. any of us if you want. I know you've played with us. Like, feel free. <laughs> Playing or watching? Both. Yeah. Go on. Um, he probably covers his eyes when he's more fucking watching us. Don't get your hopes up. He's going to mention penalties for playing, isn't he? <laughs> oh, no. The most what awkward. The most. The most awkward player to play against. And do you know? It, it was more of a. Do you know when, like, you listen, you know, with kids and things like that, you know, when you, you're, like, watching over a kid and things like that, you're thinking, oh, my God, are they all right? Like, every time he was on a pitch, he was a suspect to, like, injury. And I'm thinking, oh, my God, I just hope he's all right. Like, the way he throws himself about on that. Thanks first. I think the best thing is when he when he got subbed on and subbed off in the first five or seven minutes. But, <laughs> That's a game to um, him. Hold on a minute. <laughs> uh, I'll play his warm-ups were longer than his buddy his time on the pitch <laughs> but, um, let's go I'd go watching as well watching growing up it'd have to be Zidane oh yeah um, it'd have to be Zizi 
Uh, ones in the past, like, listen, we could probably talk about it all night and favourite players and obviously things like that. But yeah, definitely similar to the Mova question. Uh, growing up, it'd have to be uh, Zizou. Yeah, I'll give you that. He was a joke. Greg as well. Well, Carl as well, especially centre mid. Oi. Well, he's got the same don't, don't, as don't, I'll start crying. I'll start crying. crying. Yeah, that. <laughs> um, <laughs> what was your, what's your favourite childhood sporting memory? So whether that's personal or like from following a team or a fighter or whatever, like just a, a memory around sport. It has to be, obviously it has to be growing up playing football with the team, going on buses, going on coaches and, that, and having that team thing, but then doing and working to a level that you get to a final and playing with your friends and your family and that, watching. So something like that is special. Obviously, you have the bigger moments, but obviously that, that's one that means a little bit, means something more, you know, especially growing up. You think, oh, do you remember that time you played in a cup final? Remember when we were all together as friends and that? You could enjoy your football. You had your family on the side and that. So probably something little like that, I think it would be. Fair play, mate. The most, me- the most, the most meaningful. Yeah. yeah. Um, and yeah. if you could have been a pro boxer or a pro footballer and gone to like the top level, what would you have picked? Football is definitely easier. Put it that way. <laughs> definitely easier. I mean, you've got two completely different sports. Boxing, obviously, the highest of the highest, and obviously what they get and accreditation from that is, is you know I mean, it's, it's everything. But being behind the scenes and seeing what the guys, girls go through in boxing and how they have to set up their training camps, with footballers, everything's laid out for them. Listen, you go to your, your training games, you've got your kit laid out, you've got your boots laid out, you've got your nutritionist laid out, you've got your S&C laid out. They, they've just got to turn up. Boxers hasn't got none of that. You know what I mean? They've got their own management, obviously, that, that take care and look after that. But they've got to employ their team to go and set up a villa away from camp. And then in some some cases, that it gets two, three weeks out from a fight and then something pulls out or something goes wrong. Like one, one with a pandemic and two like through injury. So the whole show yeah. gets pulled they've lost all their money through expenses and that obviously what they've had to pay out. So it's obviously, it's a lot more, it's a lot more riskier, but obviously the highest of the highest in boxing is, is, is it's incredible. But in terms of easiest, it'd have to be football. Right? <laughs> yeah, Especially growing up and actually, I mean, growing up, we all, I think we, I could speak for all of us, we all need to play football and it's play at a good level. You know, Carl obviously playing the highest of all of us, you know. <laughs> Just what I, I do. he's the tallest. <laughs> 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 it's, it's saved, um, saved us a few times. Yeah. Cheers, Cam. <laughs> Thanks, mate. At least someone appreciates my team play. You know what I mean? <laughs> and um the last one, which is I'm angling for a sponsor here, really. So this is this is the one which we throw in every time. Marmite, love it or hate it? Hate it. Oh, oh Cam. Hate it. Hate it. Oh, oh mate. Uh, what? Not even with 90% butter, 10% marmite. Just, a, just you like, can, I listen, mean... you can have 99.9%, mate. That thing will not go nowhere near me. <laughs> no <laughs> chance. On a fresh bit of bread. Oh, you're, you're like in a league of your own there, Cam. There's you and um, Seb Carroll, who played for Leeds, never heard of it before. And he tried it and he, he, did, he couldn't stand it. Do you know what? I think, I, probably, I think as well, like my mum, my mum used to love it. And I think the smell of it in the morning with toast and things like that, it was just, it was off-putting. And I think growing up and going to school and smelling that, obviously, along with coffee, I think, well, I could never, ever have that. But <laughs> peanut butter for me all day long. Mate, you yeah, need to get on the Marmite long. peanut butter. Oh, you got it in the same jar these days, mate. Just leave it alone. Peanut butter, just fine. Game changer, Marmite. Up. 
Yeah, no, nah, no chance. <laughs> no chance. <laughs> um, yeah. So yeah, that, now we can get into what we what we're here for, mate. First things first. How did you get into strength and conditioning? So I kind of I kind of fell into it. So I was always passionate and that ground up through sport, exercise, fitness, and things like that. So when I come out of school, um, I wanted to go and do sport science. So I ended up going to college. And then growing up, obviously, my dad was a tradesman and he said, look, you need to go and have a trade behind you. So I actually went to Nescot to do a plumbing course, um, a test for plumbing. And then I had my sports science. So I went and done a plumbing test, passed it. Yeah, you can start in September, but you can go and do sports science in September. And over the over the years and trainings and obviously days off, I go to work my old man in the building. I think, you know what? I can't do this. <laughs> it's just, this is just not me at all. Do you know what I mean? I want to do something I'm passionate and I enjoy it. But then the old man was in my ear saying, no, you need to have a trade. You should have this. And I wish I did it some degree, but then I kind of put everything into, into sports science, uh, done that college, moved on to university. And then obviously playing football out on the side. And then originally I used to go boxing pre-season to keep fit for football. And as I started to get my qualifications, people started to know and understand it. I started to work with a few local boxers that were kind of low-level professionals at the time. They said, oh, look, we see you training and coaching. Do you mind helping us out with one or two things? And at the time, obviously, it was a bit, I've done a bit of boxing. I've done, obviously, a little bit of training. Yeah, sure, I can, sure, I can help you out a few things. Um, and it kind of fell into it that way. And then from there, it's just, from there, I think, since that happened, I think three years later, I ended up opening, opening up the gym in um, 2013. And then just built and established from that. And that's the route I wanted to take. I enjoyed it. I was passionate about it. And for me, it was never, bloody hell, I've got to go to work today. Yeah. I've got to go and sit here. I've got to go and be a plumbing, bloody hell, I've got to clear out toilets, et cetera, et cetera, all day long. Do you know what I mean? Bring that. So, uh... <laughs> <laughs> Drainage listen, the way fuming now, look. The, the, way you used to turn, the way you used to turn up on Sunday morning is still on call. That's what's wrong with it. Covered in <laughs> shit. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> ah. Carl, can you uh, take the balls, mate? Now I've got a bag of <laughs> shit in the back of the van and can't have them. <laughs> oh, there, was, there was never any shit in there. I just didn't want to take the balls. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking bro. Fair play to you, mate. Well, it's paying off, isn't it? It was a good choice in the end. No, definitely. So kind of, yeah, I, f- I fell into it that way. But, you know, I've never, I've never looked back since, really. I just carried on progressing, obviously carried on. Doing the best I can, obviously upskilling, educating, and just yeah, going from camp to camp, and obviously different athletes and different levels. But it's good to say that <clears throat> I've played and been there both myself on the footballing aspect, footballing aspect and boxing. It's not mm. like oh yeah, because because some it's like oh, have you ever done that? And I was like, well, that's my that was my two passionate, most passionate sports. I was I was interested in. It's not like a complete different domain of basketball that I've never ever done. Yeah, you know what I mean, so it was it was nice in that aspect. Yeah, hundred percent, mate. Uh, go, go on, Greg. Who was your um? Who was your like? You're into the boxing, mate. Who was the lower level boxers that you're talking about? It was through Southern Area level, and I was always good friends with with Ricky Boylan. Um, so Rick, um, there was da- a few others at the Dan time. Dan Connor, run. oh Danny Cassius Connor, That's yeah, amazing. yeah. So Dan, Dan was obviously the same area. Dan actually come down to the gym and done a few sessions with us, but then I actually ended up. So I ended up working with a guy that beat Dan. Ended up working with another guy that Dan beat, and it was like a little triangle of affairs um so yeah dan's dan's a good guy i've known him for a long time but he uh i never actually worked with dan on a one-to-one level i would have liked yeah. to because he was always he was always against ssc no you can't lift weights you just got to do a little bit and i don't want to get too big and too bulky in that but it's, it's that old it's that old um old school mentality 
throwback, you know. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Well, that, that sort of takes us on to like one of the like main reasons I wanted to chat to you really about this was like modern sport has just evolved massively in the in the last sort of decade, even, um, and obviously even before then. But like you, you see how much the, like even football, like the game has changed hugely. You see that all the players wearing their trackers all the time with their little sports bras. <laughs> so <laughs> how much have you sort of, since you've even been doing it, how much have you seen sport and strength and conditioning side of things develop, like both in the boxing world and, and football? And how much more like is it going to develop in, in recent years as well, like with technology coming into it as well? Yeah, absolutely. I think, listen, S&C has been there for a long time, but you're just hearing a lot more about it now and obviously how people can benefit from it. Um, and obviously where obviously the social media aspect and that as well and people are throwing things up the left, right and centre everyone's becoming more acknowledged to the fact of SNC that you need it but SNC has been there for a long time it's been there for a long time in England we're currently we're, we're, we're a hell of a, a long way behind the USA and what they do and how they how their teams are introduced to it from a young age and obviously their ability as a one-to-one athlete and that as well um, so we're kind of playing catch up to them so I, I know that first down from obviously working out here last year and obviously this year we're a lot we're a lot further down the down the, down the line than them. Is that um, like across the board out there as well? Yeah, really, definitely, definitely. I mean, we go running around a local park near us here, and Terry, I promise you now, there's there's ten football pitches. You've got like grass pitches at this end, then it goes to four G, then it goes three G, then you've got like your just average playing, and you see all these guys and girls that you got girls that run the tens. And they're doing warm-ups with the vest on already. They're doing things that wow. with their scientists and that with their data and things like that. They're all team track suited up. They're everything. <clears throat> you know what I mean, they're doing everything down to a T. They've got their bands. They're doing all their warm-up stuff already. You know, you go to a park and that near... It's one of them things, though. It's like, listen, they're 10 years old. They should be learning just to enjoy the game and play it. They don't really... <clears throat> do they really need to be concentrating so much on that? Maybe, maybe not. Do you know what I mean? So... But I think in terms of your question, I think SNC has been there for a long time. But just as we've as we become more social media orientated and you're seeing things out there, we're starting to understand a little bit more about it. Yeah. And the benefits that it can have for boxers, fighters, athletes in general. It's, it's mad you mentioned that about like in, in America, how different it is. I, I remember when I was a kid, like playing football, we, we played in this tournament. Our team got selected to be one of the, the teams that represented England in this like little mini international tournament. It was hosted by Arsenal. And they dropped um, now. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> and we. I played we for up, England. Yeah, I played for yeah. England. <laughs> and we ended up getting to the final. Yeah, we, we was only like ten or eleven or something silly like that. We got to the final of, of our like bracket that we was in our, our age group, and we played this American team in the final. I remember all of us going into it like quite cocky, thinking they don't even know about football. Like we're going to spank this lot, and no word of a lie, mate. They all rocked up, like you said, fully tracksuited up. They were like a professional outfit, and yeah. they was all like six three. Big, like big they boys. were like grown men, and it was like beer, and they spanked us. Like they probably beat us like seven or eight. Like it was like playing against grown men, and they, but it was all like our age and that. And it, it must come yeah. from that they were just developed. Like there's levels, isn't there? There's levels, and I think where they when they introduce it at such an early age, they don't know no different. And obviously, yeah. if you're introducing that at an early age, it can only can only obviously get better and better for them. That's it, mate. But yeah. But then, but then you look at that as well, and then you go to look at the uh, go and compare an MLS to the Premier League. I know obviously money speaks money speaks bundles, you know what I mean. But you look at that kind of level of aspect of things like that. But I think yeah. I think over here in America, they're more about developing the the overall athlete. 
rather than just that one person. Yeah. You know? It's like scholarships though, isn't it? Like what, you know, <clears throat> they don't really exist over here. You know, you hear a lot of it about in America and people from abroad getting scholarships if they want to and then go to America. And then it's, as you say, their setups, and this is from a young age, like you can get the scholarships and that. And it seems very professional from a young age. Where's it? Over here, we ain't got them facilities. We don't have them big fuck off like universities and that, what like what they have. And, well, college you know, like, sports huge there, isn't it? Yeah, like 100,000 fans at a college football yeah. match. Yeah. Like, I mean, they're dwarfing like even like the championship and stuff like that just for attendance. Like, and it's a college football. Yeah. You know, that's, that's the difference. Like, you know, like it's mental how it can be like that over there for that. Yeah, it is, mate. Um, Matty, go on, mate. Oh, yeah, just touching on like the, the difference between like the Americans and the English. There seems to be, even from watching like athletic, I was, I was banging to athletics when I was young and there seems to be a much more emphasis on togetherness with the Americans and, you know, go team type thing. Whereas yeah, I think definitely. the UK is more set from, this is just from my personal point of view, from what I've noticed, it's more focused on the individual rather than the team. Would you say that's correct to a degree? I think, yeah. And I think ego and pride has got a lot to play in it as well. Yeah. You know, and I think where, like, like you just said, like Greg just touched on, we like down the road from us, we've got a, um, we've got a college, but they're, they've got a stadium. And oh my, like they was training there the other day. You should have seen the layout and training. They had the cheerleaders on one side. They was only just training. And half yeah. of the stadium was packed just watching them train. Unreal. It's like a summer's day. <clears throat> it's a summer's day. There's a motorway, like left, right, and center cars going around all the time. And it's just, it's just, it's nearly packed out. It's not even a game. It's just a training place. And these guys are just college athletes. Yeah. So anything they do, they take it. They, they do blow it up and take it to extreme levels, but they do things to a certain level that everything follows behind. Yeah. You can see why they've had so many high-profile, top-notch athletes like in at world level, like at, at all sports. I mean, it's only a matter of time, surely, before America or USA, in like a football aspect or soccer, as they call it. Yeah, I, I can see them being one of the world's best in the next few years. I mean, you no. might disagree, you might no. disagree with that, but I think with the the resources, the technology, and the know-how and what they put into it, it wouldn't surprise me if they slowly start creeping up towards mm. the top. But yeah, open open for debate, but that's my personal yeah. It's an interesting I one. I think they're, they're definitely, definitely playing catch-up. You obviously yeah. look at what Beckham's trying to do down in Milan. Yeah. Um, Milan, what am I talking about? In Miami, yeah. look what he's trying to do and obviously who he's trying to bring out here. I think it's definitely one for the future. Um, well, they've got Ryan Shawcross now, so the world's their oyster. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. And Phil. Back in legs, yeah. And Phil, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> They're going to generate some absolute beast defenders now. <laughs> um, how, how much does like the SNC change and vary for each like individual athlete and each sport as well? Like, for example, when you're working with like Billy Joe Saunders, and when you're working with say Charlie Edwards in the boxing side of things, do you go into both different both fighters with a similar sort of outlook, or is it complete different ball game for different weights, different like body shapes, and all sorts? And yeah. same with the football side of things as well. Mm. So definitely, you got you got to do like an assessment of needs, must, and demands. Do you know what I mean? How long have you got? First things first. Um, what we currently like going into camp. So you obviously you, you set up some testing protocols, and you got you got to have that. You got to have that feedback from the athlete as well, and obviously be a bit of a people's person to to speak to them, to understand them, what they're going through, because they got a lot of stresses on themselves. 
So each camp is different. You, you, you've got to imagine, obviously, you've gone from Charlie, who's been a flyweight, to like a super middleweight, and then obviously onto a heavyweight. So the programs are completely vary. Obviously, one, Charlie might need to work on a certain aspect longer than Billy might do, or Joe might do, or someone else. So um, first things first is drawing up some some numbers, seeing how they get on, putting them through through some movement screening and things like that, and starting to develop and, and build a plan. But then obviously, also, you go into camp as well. Is it is it more performance camp, or is it more of a fat loss camp? How far are you away from fighting weight? Obviously, what's the deal with your nutrition? Obviously, getting down into that aspect of things. Um, so then we kind of do, we kind of draw things out, and then we kind of we kind of build in like a uh, a table and a program developed on on those needs and those those muscle and those demands moving forward. Yeah. But every camp every camp's different. I'd love to say yeah, we only do this and we only do that because it make my job a hell of a lot easier. But <laughs> that's the that's the beauty of the sport. You know? Probably makes it more more interesting for you as well that it changes though, doesn't it? Yeah, do you know, and that's what going back to the start is every, every like, for me, it's not work. It's different. Do you know what I mean? It's challenging. Do you know what I mean? If you, like any of us now, if you used to go and do the same thing every day, we were going to get bored of it in time. It's like football, right? If the game was always the same, then we we're always going to, yeah. you know, this is, do you know what I mean? It's going to start to factor out. But um, that's well, what no, makes man, it I'm still adore a beer and a takeaway. <laughs> <laughs> not bored of that yet. Never got bored. No. no. <laughs> go on, <laughs> with, with regards to like with regards to the boxing and the football does it because because a boxer can like obviously have quite a while between fights and whatnot and if they choose to they can let go and what but like footballers where they only get that set off like pre-season that, that little bit of time off before pre-season like starts again mm. they're never really out of shape Maybe, not yeah. too much so, like, the obviously difference is there that the fact that you're working, if you're working with a footballer, they're pretty much on shape. They should be in shape pretty much all the time. Whereas it can vary, obviously, with the boxers. Maybe not every boxer's like that, do they? That they don't always come out of shape, but there must be some that you may have worked with that are like that. No, absolutely. And I think, obviously, downtime is one of the most important things as well. But you look at, you look at the games, obviously, with players how many games that they're playing over a space of, I don't know, like the Christmas period or, or cup competitions and then or international duties. And then you go to an elite level fighter who might fight twice a year, you know? Yeah. But then like, like I said, just uh, not too long ago, is about when, when obviously when a fighter sets up his camp, he's in camp for that solid 10 weeks and it'd be, it, it'd be pretty relentless day in, day out, obviously, yeah, give and take. Be. And then after it, they, they might not be fighting for three or four months. But one of the probably one of the most important messages is, is to to try and stay consistent. Do you know what I mean? And obviously, certain fighters have been found out in the past where they've blown up too much, and then they get a an opportunity popped up, and oh my god, I've got four weeks. But oh, straight away they're going into four weeks of of absolutely hell, killing themselves. But yeah, you have to do it. Not a problem. Absolutely. Do you know what I mean? And we've seen that over the past. I think like you look at Love Him to Pieces and what he's done for the sport. But look at someone like Ricky Hatton. Do you know what I mean? In between massive fights and how big he's got and how much he's got down to weight and that. He used to put about mean? four stone on, didn't he? Drinks Guinness. That's why, isn't it? Loves a Guinness. And a fry up every day, don't know. I think he drinks anything and everything, right? <laughs> and a bit of karaoke in between. Love it. Yeah. <laughs> Do they have days off? Do they have days off? Do they have days off? Like, even though in camp now, would they have a day off where he... Like Billy might be able to have sank whatever he wants. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So that's 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 kind of my job, and that. So when when obviously when I come in, like we'd, we'd um, set up a we structure an organisation, because no matter who you are, no matter what you are, listen, boxers, fighters, MMA fighters, whoever you want to say, everyone trains hard. 
everyone's always training hard. There's no one that can just take it easy for a couple of days and they just coast through training. Every single one of them trains hard. If anything, it's more about training smart, you know, because they they push themselves hard every single day. But then when's the down day? You can't go, you can't go hell for lever every single day. Something needs to give. If it doesn't, then something's going to slowly start to break down. So and that's where my job comes in to, to be smart with the training and obviously speak with the team and say, look, we're trying to push it on this day. So that means our day here, we need to pull it back a little bit. So we give and then we take, we give and then we take. You've got to know when to pull and when to push. Don't get me wrong, some days is gonna it's gonna feel like gonna feel like hell but then you've got to get through those bits and then it's, it's a matter of like systematically progressively overloading mm-hmm. but then that comes within time but absolutely listen there's days off I've made sure that there's days off in this camp it needs to be yeah that must be dangerous with Billy Joe and Tyson having a day off Jesus <laughs> <laughs> and do you know what they're, they're both on their job he was actually he was actually he was, he was running with him last night and he's a uh, He's not. He's in. He's in good shape already. He's running. Hey, Tyson. For, yeah, for a guy of his size, and I was surprised how fast and how quick he could run. Really? Yeah, mate. He's for him, for him for him here. It's all it's all a challenge. Is that the same as Billy? Like mentally, there's always there's always a challenge. Oh, I can carry on. I can carry on. You know. He puts so, in a lot uh, of road work. Like obviously, I follow him quite sort of closely on like social media and that, and he's always out running in that constantly. Yeah. He, he seems yeah. to put in like, a lot, and like you said, for a guy of his size, you wouldn't think that that'd be something that he'd be doing a lot of. You know what I mean? Do you know what? Right between us, so the first the first time I've, I've met Tyson a couple of times previously at shows, and the first time I met him properly was when he was in the gym, and um, me and Billy are going for our warm ups, and obviously trying to do things the right way, rolling, stretching, moving, banding, and things like that. And then Tyson just bowls in and says, "Nah, a load of shit." Load of shit. Wraps up, gloves up, boom. He's gone straight away. He's on the bag and that. And he, do you know he looks a million dollars? <laughs> and then, but that's that's just his way of going about doing things. And as it as it's gone on, we've slowly um, started to say why. And then he he's started to ask a few more questions. But for him, like the old school <clears> mentality, <throat> and obviously the old old school boxing, just boom, straight onto it. Yeah. And obviously, look, who am I? Who am I to say like, no, mate, maybe maybe try and do this and look at, look at <laughs> it. Do you know what I mean? Like. Mate, you tell you tell me what warm up we need to be doing. <laughs> yeah, it's true, isn't it? Yeah. We'll uh, we'll come on to to Tyson and 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 when we talk about Billy in a, in a bit uh, in a bit, mate. When we get through this, but Matty, go on, mate. You had you had a thing. Uh, yeah, just quickly there, touching on like the different sort of training and that. Like, I've just it's always fascinated me boxers from the mental and physical aspect. How mentally strong you must have to be to operate at that level just fascinates me to be honest like to get in the mindset of someone like Tyson or Billy that they know that the top level of the game I mean that's years and years and years of constant work I mean you see and you see things like that on a daily basis what's it like to manage something like that do you know do you know what for me and I'll always say and I'll always ask questions I won't ask questions directly to the point of that but that's the most important thing for me because obviously if this this isn't right and you're going into certain things of certain demands of training you're just going to kind of get through it. We're not even thinking too much about it. So, so for me, it all starts within here. So I mean, mentally, it's a, it's a huge part because you look for someone that's uh, mentally a bit more a bit more vulnerable when things don't necessarily go to plan. How are they going to react to it? Yeah. So mentally, the, the guys lucky enough that I've worked with are all very mentally mentally strong and switched on. And don't be wrong, mm-hmm. listen, every, like everyone, everyone has good days and everyone has bad days. But it's how you can kind of adapt and overcome those yeah. situations that that ask obviously a lot more questions about your, your mental side of things because yeah. physically physically we just crack on and get on with it 
yeah, they're not a problem. But obviously, if you don't really know someone mentally and and what they're kind of going through, and you you think as well, some of the guys obviously the biggest fights of their career, but they've also got to make weight. They've also got yeah. a family at home. They've also got other things going on, other work, uh, mental, the, the media and things like that as well. And it's all gonna it's all gonna come from here. Yeah. So to to try and get this switched on and that it's it's a hard thing, but then you can you can slowly start to incorporate um, little conversations, little chats, little questionnaires that you can incorporate into it to find out a little bit more about the athlete. And not necessarily the athlete, but the person themselves. You know, listen, they're, they're a person at the end of the day and they're, they're very good and yeah. very highly skilled at their job. Do you know what mm -hmm. I mean? So you don't treat them, I know you're an athlete, you got to do this and that. But how's things, mate? So how's, how's the kids? Like, how's everything yeah. back home? General I mean, you start to build a, yeah, do you know what I mean? You start to build a relationship yeah. that way. Sure. Definitely, mate. Do you get more time to do that with the boxers and like the footballers and that you've worked with? Is that only like a one-to-one -one session with the footballers, right? And then you obviously get more time in camp and yeah. that way. Oh, absolutely. You know, like obviously when you're when you're wearing camps and I'm working them, sometimes you stay with the boxers. Like I've been been in camp now for the last nine nine to ten weeks now. So obviously you, you learn you learn a hell of a lot more about a boxer. But then when you when you come to to things of footballers, it's only really when you when you get a bit more of an alone time that things start to open up and build that relationship. Because look, when I'm working with a footballer, I've got his manager one side, I've got a team of people like the camera that time. So you can't really say like, you just got yeah. to get on with it. Do you know what I mean? I'm not, I don't want to ask some questions, put them in a situation thinking, yeah, don't ask me that in front of them. Do you know yeah. what I mean? So that comes on a bit more of a, a trust and a bit more long-term. But uh, yeah, not footballers, it's, it's a lot more harder and obviously where <laughs> certain days and times that oh look can we do sessions here and there and obviously pre-season that then you pre-season you start to open up a little bit more because yeah. you've got a bit more time with the footballers yeah go on mate yeah. Um, yeah just another quick question with regards to that like your relationship with the athlete do you, do you find it hard to mix the two between the professional aspect and the kind of friend aspect yeah I don't find it hard because obviously I've been there and done it quite a bit now. I think maybe maybe at the start of my career and that, and it's yeah. like you wanna you wanna have that relationship with them that you, you feel like a friend, but then when it comes down to work and that, listen, this is what we're doing, this is how we're getting on with it. Do you know, yeah. and you can't and that for me, like I never lose sight of professionalism and being in the gym and and getting from A to B. Yeah. You know, you've also got to always set standards higher. And sometimes you gotta you gotta know when to, to have a little laugh and a joke, but then sometimes when to try and rein it in a little bit. Yeah, for sure. you know, and at the end of the day, like, listen, I'm employed here to do a job, and for all these camps and that, like, I can't make excuses because you're too busy messing around in Las Vegas Strip or something like that. You know? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But, so yeah, T touching back on the, on the footballers, mate. Like, because like again, we we are like a football podcast, so sort of got to touch a bit on it. But you've worked with uh, Mikel Antonio, Ruben Loftus Cheek, Theo Walcott probably loads of others that I'm not aware of as well. Um, are, you, are you still doing stuff with footballers and have you got any in the pipeline or are you just all in on, on boxing now? Yeah, no, it's still in still in the gyms with footballers and that. It's very, um, in terms of the footballers, it's, it's very limited to obviously some of the bits that you can put out there because obviously clubs oh. and organisations and contracts and things like that. So it's nice though, that, but you've got that little bit of, you, you step away from that side of things and my my is, is solely dependent on me and you and our, our time in the gym together not about what I can chuck out on social media yeah you know obviously you're employing me to do a job so let's do that first um so yeah work with work with a few guys through the pandemic um got a few guys now that are going in to see some of the team whilst I'm away 
and a few guys booked in for when I get back as well. So we're still always, to be fair, lucky enough that I've always been involved with football and boxing. It's only yeah. obviously sometimes in, in season, like when the, when the demand's very high with their teams and clubs, that we don't really work together. But then when there's a bit more time together, then we can we can start to open up a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. Fair play, mate. And um, now sort of bringing us up to back into boxing. So there's untold names, mate. Like we've already mentioned, you, you're in with Billy at the moment. You, you've had Charlie Edwards, um, Kevin Agiarco, Joe Joyce, Lerone Richards, loads. Yeah. Um, how is obviously going into this massive fight, mate, coming up in, in a couple of weeks' time now? Billy Joe, Canelo Alvarez in Texas. How's preparation going? Um, and like, wh- when does it all sort of start petering out? And is he going to be peaking? Sort of like, how does that sort of come about? And like, in the next sort of week or so? Yeah. So right now we're we're currently. Uh... A week and a half out. So now our taper deload starts to starts to come into play as of as of today and as of tomorrow. Um so all the hard work now is done, it's done and dusted. Really is there any more long. sorry about him, mate? Is there any more sparring involved now or is it just sort of just working? Uh no sparring now, so we're done and dusted. Yeah, everything, all the game plans are all set. Um all the boxes have been ticked um with the with the boxing coach and and myself and that. And now it's just making sure that everything's comfortable, everything's Everything's at the right point of where we need it to be. But in terms of the camp previously, the camp's been the camp's been great. I um was a bit, as you know, as you know, Billy, a bit of a joke and a bit of a a bit of a lad and things like that. A bit skeptical coming into camp and that, but he knows that the the caliber of this fight is is huge and obviously what he can do. And we all we all support him. We all we all know what he can do and we see it day to day in the gym. It's just now to obviously go and show the world and obviously show the people that haven't seen that stuff. You know, so yeah, it's gonna be um, it's gonna be a great night. Yeah, I, I can't wait. I know all the boys are the same. It's yeah. one that sort of when it was announced, it got 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 the juices flowing, mate. It's a massive What's fight. Let I me mean, let me ask you guys a question. What's the predictions? It's it's. I'll, I'll go in first. It's a no, no, listen. No 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 sitting on the fence. No, I, I ain't sitting on the fence. He knows. <laughs> Personally, right. I I would I I reckon Billy Joe wins a decision, but this is it's actually something I, I would like to sort of ask your opinion on as well. Is he going to get a decision in mm-hmm. Texas mm-hmm. on a Canelo card, Cinco de Mayo weekend? He, he's going to have to win it very convincingly. Golovkin beat him in their first fight, in my opinion, and he's, he's getting nowhere near a decision. So I think it's a, it's a tough one, but to be honest, I don't, I don't, think, I don't think anyone about can put Canelo away. Um, if he can take punches off of like your Golovkins and Kovalevs, um, it's going to be an, a hard task to put the guy away. But I, f- I think Billy's boxing IQ and 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 skills and movement, I think he, I think he can school him. I really do. Um, I'll, I'll let the boys put their opinion out as well. Go, go on, Matty. Oh wow, this is this is gut wrenching to even to even say. Because I have allegiance, and <laughs> allegiance to Billy Joe, but I, I, I just don't see, I just don't see anything other than Canelo winning on points. That's my personal opinion. I'd love to see Billy Joe beat him, but I, I, I don't see, I don't see him knocking him out. Um, but who am I? I'm just the average Joe fan watching the fight, and you guys probably know more about boxing than me. But 
I'm praying for a Billy Joe win, but I I don't see it. If if you give it, if you ask me what I'm saying, I'm saying Canelo's going to win on points. No play, Jonesy. Yes, I'm pretty sort of the same as Matty, but I've just I want I want the Billy Joe win so much. I just want to go for I want to go for Billy Joe, but it's a it's a it's a fucking tough fight. I mean, like like you've all said, I I just it's it's only going to be on points. I think I, I can't see him. I feel bad knocking for out Canelo, <laughs> but you. Oh, uh, no, yeah, boxing, but isn't it? Yeah. Listen, I do. Like I said to you uh, off off air, Cam, the shape that Billy Joe's in, I, I don't think. I, well, I've not seen him. Like, he looks fucking well, mate. And yeah, he does. And I'm just thinking, yeah, I'm, he's listen. He's got a chance, and I think if he can go, there, he's, he's got the heart. He's got you know things like that. So just go for it and just fucking just do it. Go, just go, do go, it, Gory. I don't, do you know what? If there's anyone, that can, if there's anyone that can do it, it would be him. Yeah, agreed. And with with what Tyson done in the last fight, as in worked on his strength and worked on the knockout game. If they've got a similar little thing going on, and oh, with man. Tyson, with Tyson being there in his ear. I, <laughs> He might he, he might be going for that knockout. Like personally, that's what I'm thinking. The tactics are go for the knockout because there's absolute like what, scenes if that happens right away. Well, like what Terry's saying is likelihood of a decision, not yeah, very yeah. likely. So, is he going with the same <laughs> tactics as what Tyson did against Deontay? The the other thing before because I'm going to ask so you now. Cam's well. smiling, but he's not going to tell you. <laughs> I know, but I'm, I've got to ask him now if he's thrown it on us. The other thing before I go to you, is I, f- I feel personally that Billy Joe raises t- to the opponent. He's been in with people sometimes that ain't really on his level and he coasts and he doesn't really look his best. And some people are like, he ain't that good, <laughs> blah, blah, blah. But like, when, he, when he fought Lemieux in Canada, like he's absolutely schooled him and people were fucking scared of Lemieux at the time. Everyone, and he went to his backyard as well. Exactly. Like, so... Yeah. Like, like Greg said, if anyone's going to do it, it's Billy at that at that weight. But what's, what's your prediction then, Cam? <laughs> I'll show you, May the 8th. May, May the 8th, we'll see. We'll see. Yeah, May the 8th. <laughs> I have to add that I pray that he does win, but um, yeah. I, I don't know. It's it's so tough to call. It's it's extremely difficult to call it. So, so yeah. Bill, by the way, if you are watching this, when you when you see this and when you've when you've got the titles, mate... Oh, Bill. Don't let Matty and, and Kyle get get a photo with you of it. Me, uh, me and Greg are involved. Hold on. All we said is going to be a win. Get out of it. We got asked for a prediction and we gave the prediction. Backtrack. I'm not backtracking. I'm sticking by what I said. What is... So now back back to sort of the camp at the moment. What is a day, a standard day in camp like? And how does it sort of change throughout from sort of day one to now? But a, a generic day, like how does it from waking up to going to bed at night? What, what's a what's a day look like in camp? A generic a generic day is everyone's obviously every every um, every fight is we're different, and uh, every camp's a little bit different as well. So it depends. Can you guys still hear me? I can yeah, hear you, yeah, but I think there's sat on in the background or something. Hey! Oh my lord! Yes, oh, wow. What's happening, mate? Wow! How That's are you, mate? 
Les Two minutes, let me call you back, yeah? Oh, my Lord. Talk about... He must have shut up, bro. Love it, bro. We was all unanimous just now, saying you're going to smash him, mate. He ate for a How's things going, mate? How we going, lads? Good, you? Yeah, really well. Thanks for coming on, mate. I'm real. Put your head down. Top left. Who's top nice left? Nice there. Top yeah, you, yeah, you, yeah, you. What's your name? TF. Terry. Terry. Oh, yeah, yeah. Matthew, Terry. Uh, Carl, you're as fuck, mate. <laughs> <laughs> I've, got a, I've got a cam special, haven't I? Gore, you've got to take the hat off, mate. Debate. Listen, Bill's, Bill's treating us to a two for one in Turkey. Come on, look at that, look. Look at this lovely. Uh, oh, hello. Bill, Bill's still oh, got hello. a little bit there. He's yeah, how we going, lads? Tell things. Yeah, blinding, mate. You. Your ears must have been burning. Nah, mate. No, I'm just gonna. I'll just come down and make a coffee, and I'll see Cambys. I thought it was on some sort of uh, porn website or something like that. Which <laughs> 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 he is. when you come on. Oh wow. <laughs> That's it. He's got it. Tops off. <laughs> yeah. What, what 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 sort of uh what sort of what sort of meeting is this? I buy an intruded. No, not at all, mate. No, no mate. We're talk, talking about the strength and conditioning of you, mate. To be honest. Yeah. Good man. It's good. The boys have done a football, like, football podcast, but they've incorporated a bit of boxing in that. Yeah. And tell has been rolling some questions. So tell, what you done to me? The quick fire questions. What do you do to yeah. Bill? Yeah. All right. Yeah. We'll we'll go through that. Have you got a five minutes or saying, Bill? Well, there you go. Go on. Yeah. Right. So. First one is, who's your favourite boxer of all time? Manny Pacquiao. Yes. Join Manny Pacquiao, Joe Kalzaki, but people say because I'm a southpaw, but I love the both. We'll have that. It's better than Cam's one. He's gone with Manny Mayweather. He's, he's got the tracksuit. Has he, has he showed you the tracksuit? <laughs> oh, no, he ain't. No. What was that? Yeah, yeah, is that why you Yeah, mate. He's got, the, he's, got the, he's got the money team tracksuit, honestly. Pure Valor, is it? I might, I'll get him to put it on, we'll get a picture of it. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't know how into football you are, Bill. I am into football. He's a big gooner. I am, I am a gooner, to be honest. Oh, oh. oh what a guy. <laughs> don't tell me no one's Tottenham here. Nah, no. nah, you're all no. good, mate. But listen, 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 that's all right. As long as you're not Tottenham, that's, that's, that's good. <laughs> <laughs> um, so who's your favourite footballer of all time? Terry Omri. Terry Omri, yeah, that was... Can't go wrong there, mate. Oh, the king. The king. <laughs> Next one was, what's your favourite childhood sporting memory? So it can either be a personal one or like as a fan of a, a fighter or a club or whatever. Do you know what? Probably, as a child, the first thing I ever did, I used to play for Essendon Primary School because I only went to primary school on the football team. So I've got to say, I, used to, I remember going straight there and scoring that trick first game. I was a pretty decent player, to be honest. But then I stopped playing and this went terrible. Better than now. What, what was your position, Bill? <laughs> I was a striker, mate. I was a striker. You left, left, left peg right? as well? Yeah, I was going to say. Trust right. me, I kid you not, serious striker. Yeah? I used to play for a Sunday league team as well in M. Lempstead. No way. Yeah, but it got a bit dangerous in the end, and I kept—I I was in more fights than everyone else on the team. <laughs> <laughs> oh god! Imagine yeah. that being the centre half steaming into Bill. <laughs> no thanks. I wasn't that strong on the ball, but I was just a little bit sharp. But I was very fit. 
run up and down, you know. Are you right-footed, though, isn't you? I'm right-footed, yeah. Are you really? Yeah, I'm right-handed. I was going to say, because, like, obviously you're a southpaw, but not all southpaws are left-handed. So, like, how, how did that come about? Do you know what? I don't really know. When I was a little kid, I got started by a trainer called Tommy O'Neill, and uh, I was only about five when I started, and he used to give me a fiver every session for, to go orthodox all through the session. So I try it just to get my fiver. When he wasn't looking, I'll just go back southpaw. But I was <laughs> the southpaw. It's weird, isn't it? Yeah. All, all, all my three sons are southpaws. Are they all left-handed? Uh, two of them's right-handed and the youngest son's left-handed and left-footed. And my little girl's left-footed as well. Unreal. Um, are, are any of them planning on punching Canelo in the in the bollocks this weekend? Or? Uh, no, do you know what? If I could get him out, I'll get him to punch Eddie in the bollocks. So. <laughs> <laughs> Poor old Ed's getting it left, right and centre. I love it. I see you and Tice hammering him earlier. Give him a wanker. <laughs> Uh, listen, like I say, you back your own, didn't you? You never go against your own. If you stick to your word, <clears throat> I'm a big believer in that. Like I say, if I stick to my word on something, I'm, I'll stick to it. I never run back on it or go on it. I'll see it through, you know, good or bad, always go through. So it's nice Too to right. see your own back in your own as well. But, 100%, uh, mate, yeah. Um, and this is a big one, mate. Marmite, love it or hate it? It all depends what sort of diet I'm on, to be honest with you. Sometimes shit tastes good. So I'm going to say love it at the minute. I love, to, I love my mind at the minute. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well done. That's what I like to see. Nah, Come off over. What, what, is, what is your, um, like, what's your diet saying at the moment? What are you allowed to have? Is, is Cam sort of... Do you know what? I, I, I'd say that my diet at the minute has been um, in and out burger and, and other bits and bobs and pastas <laughs> and a load of shit. Now, dieting, listen, the dieting for me at the minute, the weight's more or less done. So it's not it's not for the case that I'm not eating, but it's just for the case of like, what you've got to eat is all clean. Who likes eating clean stuff? Do you know what I mean? When I'm not oh, in camp, well. I eat everything. I'm like a pig. I eat everything and anything. But but it's possibly been like fish, rice, and other bits of mobs, isn't it, really? Mm -hmm. all, all, all to maintain and fuel me for training. So basically, yeah. put fuel in the tank and... Uh, so, you know, but we all know what sort of that, what sort of food that is. It's, it's, it's not very good, but it's part of the job. Too right, mate. Yeah. It'll, it'll be worth it in the end. Yeah. yeah will be. You, you said about like your weight's nearly there and that. How much do you have to cut or if, if at all going into the week of the fight? I don't think I'll have to cut anything, to be honest with you. I think really? I'll be waking up on the weight this time. I think uh, I'll be waking up around on the weight, if not a pound or so. Um, but it's been a long camp. We've been away for a long time. We've been to Spain, obviously. Then we've been in, what, three weeks camp? Four weeks. Four weeks. You know what I mean? I'm even lost with the weeks. Four weeks. <laughs> it's weird because, you know, a lot of people, everybody's give up so much for this uh, <clears throat> for this camp. Obviously, you've got Mark, you've got Cam. He's missing expecting a baby. You know, so everyone's give up so much and put so much into this camp. It's one of them that, you know, winning's the only option, nothing else to make it worth it for everybody, you know? Too right, mate, yeah. What, what's the um, what's the UFC Performance Institute been like for you out there? What, what's the, the facility saying? Do you know what? Cam mentioned it a couple of times, and I was thinking, um, I was thinking, yeah, it can't be like he said. He was explaining to me how good it is, and 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 uh, but until you actually get in there, it's just surreal because you know everything you can imagine in a gym, everything as a boxer. Normally, like if you're a boxer, you go into the gym, you think. Oh, yeah, it's good, but I ain't got a ring. 
hasn't got that machine or hasn't got, or I haven't seen anything they haven't got. Really? Yeah. Uh, they've got absolutely everything. It's pro- and you know what the, uh, the funny thing is? They're still not happy. They're changing stuff and getting all new stuff. And I'm thinking, well, what more? I've boxed all my life and I've never seen a gym like it. And really, wow. thank all the staff and everybody there because um, they've helped us out a lot, to be honest with you. Fucking hell of a lot. That's what unreal. I've seen you running in that pool. Is that, does the floor move? It moves, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's uh It's like it's a treadmill. It's underwater yeah. treadmill. It's, uh, like? it's good. It's no, good. Hard work. Do you know what? It's, it saves all your joints and other bits and bobs when you get out yeah. of it. I was running that for a little bit, and then I went for a run outside, and I was like, <laughs> dump running down the road. Like I mean, like I was, I felt good. <laughs> it's good though. But they got everything you need there from strength, from uh, from everything we need for the strength and conditioning, from everything we need from the from the massages, um, recovery. recovery, boxing. They got everything there. I'm real mate. But, you know, it's a big business UFC's got, and I think it's a clever way how they've set it up. Are you are you a fan of the UFC? Uh, do you know what? I wasn't really, but getting to see all the all the fighters in there now, you sort of like you know you're chatting to them, all going for the same thing, training camp away from the family. You get chatting, and, and I've sort of bought a little bit of an interest in it. Yeah, you know, and, um, I'm starting to get into it a little bit more. But that's the same with anything. If you're not if you're not really if you don't really watch it until you watch it, you don't really know. And I watched it the other day, and I'm just starting to get into it now, especially. Um, like I say, when you're chatting to these fellas, how much weight you got to go, and then they're fighting the weekend, you want to tune in and watch it. So I'm becoming a bit of a fan, to be honest. Too right, yeah, 100%, mate. Um, Another one, have you played, because I know you're a fan of a prank as well, Bill. Have you played any on cam while you've been out there? Uh, No, I haven't really. I think uh, the only thing I did um, did do is (laughs) I I, I hit his wig up. <laughs> his wig went missing for a couple of days, and now one's in him. It's on his face. It's on his face somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> but, mate, he's got a serious beard, isn't he? Yeah, it's unreal, mate. <laughs> he's, got I'll, I'll serious, he's got a serious beard going on. I must say, you're catching up. You're catching up, Bill. Hey, you're catching him up. No, he ain't, mate. Mate, no, listen, I've had a bit of a shave up. Look, I'm dropping a bit of weight. So when I drop a bit of weight, I like a little shave down. So I shaved a bit down just to... I'm going to let it grow back this week, though, you know? I'll I'll have to do the old Connor Ben, get the old fucking beard transplant thing that he's done to get a full one. (laughs) Yeah, well, it's it's each to their own. If you need to go and do that and you feel like... (laughs) You know, for, for your own purpose, it's one of them, you've got to get it done. Yeah, 100%, mate. What, what's it been like having Big Tyson come out there and, and, and Josh as well today? It's good because obviously me and Tyson go back since we were kids. And, uh, you know, we, when you have the same conversation when we're, when we're like 15-year-old and we're in the, you know, the, some championships abroad with, with, with England and we'll be sitting down talking like, yeah, you got the Ukrainian next, I've got this one. We'll be, we'll be having discussions how we think we should beat them. Because everywhere me and him went, it was always only really me and him when we was on the same team, that one gold. Everywhere we went. And uh, we'll always have a dis- uh, good discussion. You know, I think you should do this and think you should do that. And we still have them now. Do you know what I mean? And uh, yeah. it's good to get that, you know, that ooze, that confidence, what he brings to the table. And, and a couple of little things he says that, you know, you, you'd be daft not to take on board. And vice versa. I mean, when he boxed um, Wilder, everybody, his dad... Ben Davison, 
uh, all his team were saying, no, leave it. And he had his mind to made up to leave it. So he rang me and I went, stop me as a fucking silly man. I said, fight him. I said, the only thing you, you can't afford to get done is get it on the chin. If you don't get it on the chin, I said, you'll smash him. And he went, right, that's it. I'm fighting him. Then he rung, he rung them all back up and went, no, I'm fighting him now. It's on. It's on. And then everyone was ringing me saying, what? What did you say to him? Why have you done this for? And I was saying, look, I've just given him my advice. And it, <laughs> not saying my advice obviously got him to win and done this, but because oh, I know how good he is. Yeah. yeah. You know, I know how good he is. You know, to see a man that size to do what he can do and how he can move. Even was running yesterday, me, him and Cam. And I think Cam was a bit shocked how fast he could run. He was telling us earlier. Yeah. yeah. He's yeah. yeah. So I was saying to the boys, like one of the first days when he popped up in the gym, me and you were doing our band and stuff. And he goes, nah, load of shit. Then he walked off. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, well, and then he got in the ring of spars and absolutely. But he sparred with no end guard, no this, no that. And uh, he's, he, listen, he's just, he's just, he's just very, very, very special. Yeah, he's so, a one off, mate. So I have him around and, 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 and I've, you know, we've been in each other's lives in the boxing world for years and uh, we sort of rub off each other. So that's good. That's Quality. brilliant, mate. Quality, it, mate. It's great to see you sort of finally getting that recognition as well on the masses as well over here. Because um, for years he didn't, <coughs> did he? Let's be fair. Yeah. Well, listen, like I say, to get that recognition, you have to do great things. Mm. Um, and that's what I'm looking to do on, on May the 8th because you, you don't just get that given to you overnight. You have to perform and look like a million dollars to get trapped like that. And, uh, you know, what he's done in boxing and, and, and where, and to be fair, where AJ's put British boxing and yeah. Tyson alone. And that's the reason why it's the biggest fight in, in British boxing in, in the last God knows how many years because yeah. of what they're both done for boxing. And I've got respect to AJ as well, you know, and his team have done a brilliant job. Um, and that's the fight I would love to see. I'd love to see it happen, but I don't think it's going to be happening anytime soon. Do you not? Has it? Has he sort of let anything slip? Obviously, there's. I don't really. I, I, to I, say, I, but yeah, I don't really want to get involved in his boxing uh, in his boxing business side of it. But you know, there's that when it comes to making fights, you can agree a location and say, right, yeah, that's the site we're going to fight at. You know, and and that's 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 where we're going to fight. But you know, where's the Benjamins now? We're fighting here, but what, what, you know, who's getting what? What splits happening? Who's walking out first? Who's it's a load of it's a load of bollocks. Yeah. It's a load of rubbish. Pet, it's petty. It's all petty. But you know, it's not it's not like you know they're looking for someone to find I don't know a couple of million to chuck in the pot. They're looking for yeah. hundreds of millions to be chucked yeah. in the pot, and and that's got to work financially for everyone who's putting that in. Mm. You know? Because it ain't this like Eddie going, oh, I'm going to chuck that in, or Bob Aram saying, I'm going to chuck that in. You know, it's it's a lot more than that. And it's, a, it's big business, big business. And I think it's going to require a lot of time, which I don't think Tyson's going to be sitting around um, waiting to be out two years, then take a fight. He's going to be very active and he's fighting in July. So whether that's with or without AJ, he will be fighting in July. Brilliant. That's what I like to hear, mate. Um, and this is one I was going to ask Cam, so I'll ask both of you boys. Obviously, that's not involving yourself. What's your your three dream fights that you want to see in sort of the next eighteen months in boxing? Just myself, or, or, or to what I want to watch? Yeah, just that you want to watch that don't involve you. Obviously, it's got to be the AJ Fury. Hmm. Mm. Crawford mm. and Spence, maybe. That'd be a good fight to watch. Cool, that's a tough one, isn't it? That 
it's a tough fight. It's one I'll be very interested to see. And probably the Fury AJ rematch. <laughs> Love that. That'll be the three fights that I'll pick. Not, not only Khan, Kel Brook, no? <laughs> no, you know what? I was chatting to Kel the other day and, uh, you know, the fight, that fight can be made. And I know that Brook's all up for it. You know, he's, he's very strong. Yeah, it's got to be the other side, mate. Do you know what it is? It's very funny because I know Kel Brook don't want Eddie Earn involved in the negotiations for the fight. Um, for whatever reason, you know, I can imagine, but he don't want him involved in the uh, in negotiations with the fight. And I think that that just got put to a, a standstill at the minute. But, you know, there is a, uh, a management out there called MTK, what, what what is very, you know, strong in the game. And I believe that that management team could probably make that fight happen. It'd be good to see, mate, because that's been God knows how many years in the making. See, the problem is with that fight now is that we've both seen the best and the worst of them. And it's sort of still a fight where people are still bite because they think, all right, well, what Cal Brook's going to turn up and what Amir Khan's going to turn up. No, it's still, you know, you get the, you know, your pure boxing fans know that it's probably three years past the sell-by date, two years, maybe two and a half years. It should have been for titles, shouldn't it? Well, it should have been. But, you know, listen, in boxing, boxing's a funny, funny game. and, and, And the worst thing about boxing is when you get to a certain level in boxing, once you get over European level and, 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 and onto world level, the business side of it, no matter how much you want to fight, overtakes the actual playing field of it because oh, yeah. it's just it's just a load of absolute shit. You know, you get these footballers, when they do a deal, all contract, you're going to play your game and, and you know, you contract up. But when you get these boxers, it's always, you know, the contract could be sorted out and then down the road, you know, there's a problem occur. Is it big enough to affect the contract? And do you want to cause that much ag, or do you want to cause that much ag? Is this? It's all a load of shit, mate. The top, the top end of the game is just a load of rubbish. And and it's sad to see because we miss so many good fights. Yeah, no, we're hundred percent do, mate. Well said. Yeah, I'm gonna say it better myself. Um, it, in the sort of, well, obviously we're a football podcast <laughs> primarily, even though we're, we're doing a, a, a boxing one here. How closely do you follow Arsenal, mate? I go to all the games. I go to all the games when I'm back home. No um, way. I go and guess whose box I go to? Frank Warren's. Oh, hello. I go to <laughs> a box there. I go to Frank Warren's box. Um, is he a gooner and all? He's a gooner. Yeah, he's got a box there. Yeah, he's a big gooner fan, mate. Frank. Don't forget the small people, Bill. <laughs> <laughs> Damn it! What, what team? Are, uh, any of you? I bet you're all Chelsea lads. Is no, 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 I'm Arsenal, Greg's Liverpool, Carl's Man United and Terry's Leeds. You're the Arsenal man, Matthew, yeah? Yeah. yeah. You can come to the box when I go there next year. When, when they play Chelsea, I'll get on the phone to Frank and we'll bring Cam as well. <laughs> yeah. Do you know what I'll say, though? <clears throat> I will say this, though. Since I've been in training camp, I haven't watched any game. You're lucky. Well, yeah, you probably <laughs> lost even more weight than you've lost no, now. Listen, oh, to be honest with you, <laughs> to be honest with you, I'm here and I don't want to be watching any game. But it Camp, isn't camp's hard enough as it is. Yeah, you know what I mean. No. <laughs> yeah, for your, for your mental strength, Bill, just take a deep breath. Yeah, are we like twelfth at the minute or thirteenth? Uh, no, I think we're not tenth. I think tenth. Tenth, but yeah. Better. Oh, at least. So I, I, I don't want to cause you any more distress by speaking about current form. So no. Where's Chelsea at the minute? 
Fourth, fourth, I believe. Beating Real, beating Real Madrid. <laughs> no, it was a draw. Finish oh, was it a draw? Fuck yeah. yeah. Do you play football, Cab? Used, used to, mate. Yeah. Used to, yeah. Was he like linesman or something? Uh, he, he's good. He's good. <laughs> he kicked the ball the other day. He kicked the ball the other day and he couldn't walk for three days. <laughs> <laughs> you know the thing with him, Bill, yeah? If he's ever if he's ever getting on to you about timekeeping or anything like that, he's oh. the worst I've ever seen for it. We oh. no, oh, he, 10, he, yeah. he's pretty much he's on the timekeeping. He's done all my spars, yeah. He's 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 got yeah. all the time for the spars. Some of the rounds has been a bit iffy where I'm thinking <laughs> <laughs> Like, is it three minutes or six minutes? But you know what I mean. He's still he's done the job well. The Casio, the Casio went. <laughs> tell me this. Tell me this. When he was playing football, was he good in the air? Bam. I'm not really going. He was good in the air. What sound about Bill? Going to wind up now? He now he's playing up to it. <laughs> no, <I'm not. laughs> he used to win so when, many edits. When, it, when he first started playing, he's his air was out here. Fuck That's me. when he lost his air, mate. Went. He's the it, At the it, minute, he's got blisters on his hand. It's and a bit windy in Epsom, Bill. You know what I mean? It gets a bit of a sweep when you go up in the air. Ah, is that what it is? The air down there? Yeah, the fresh yeah, air. Yeah, I would say. A lot of an air going on down there. <laughs> got you. Do, uh, do Carl live down Epsom, by the way? <laughs> <laughs> I ain't far. I'm, 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 it's a bit windier in Croydon. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh, you've got it. I've got you. I've got you. I've got you. Oh, this is too much. Oh, mate. I ain't said nothing. Bill, absolute pleasure, good mate. Luck. Thank you so much. I appreciate for your time, mate. Good luck. Good luck, you. Good luck next good week. Oh, good luck. Good good luck. Good luck Thank you for your time. Fucking hell, Cam. Yeah, mate. Good luck. See you later, Cam. All the best, mate. Yeah. Interview hijacked. I now know why he asked the question. He must have been there. <laughs> see, listen, you see, Bill, he's always he's always plotting. There's always something in advance him, so you got to know. That's class, got, mate. On the board, you've got to be ready. That probably took. Why you took the headphones out? Is that why you took them out? Yeah, yeah, because it was on. It was solely on through this, and we got obviously with the other boys in the villa in it as well. I thought your battery had gone, and I thought, oh, the headphones have just died or something. And I That's thought, what I thought. That's out there. By, by the way, Cam, I'm holding him to that Frank Warren box effort all day long. I'm, I'm an Arsenal long. fan. No, 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 no. Yeah, can yeah. I be an Arsenal fan for that day? Or... And no address. <laughs> Unbelievable. It's proper phone me now. Um, where was I going to go? Oh yeah. So b- back on on schedule, Cam. We the the question I I just asked Bill with the three dream fights. What would yours be? You can obviously what? throw any the, any of the fighters that you're working with as well in amongst that. Ooh. Oh, I know you put it. I'll say four dream fights. Go on then. So the one what the one what Bill said, Joshua and Fury, Spence and Crawford. I would love I'd love Joe to get the the time to go and fight um uh Usyk. Yeah. And then maybe eight four goes to plan. Billy versus Kayla Plant for the unification for all the belts. Oh, that'd be a bit nice, wouldn't it? It'd be the four dream fights. Yeah. They're, they're four crackers, mate. The, the Joyce Usyk one's one that interests me as well because they fought before, didn't they? Yeah, they fought. Yeah, yeah the amateurs. Yeah. yeah. But, like, I was speaking to you in the build-up to the Joyce Dubois one and I like, I actually fancied Dubois because I, I didn't think Joyce would be able to walk through him. And you said at the time, you were like, mate, he's... <laughs> the second camp now, this is the second camp. And 
the first camp, I've, obviously, I've been in. I've been in good camps now before. Everyone's kind of the favourite. Second camp now, I've been a big, un, like, been a big underdog. But I've seen the work that's gone in, and I don't know how how people can write them off so badly compared to the boxing minute and what they've both been through and gone through. Mm-hmm. But it's easier to sit there and and watch a couple of videos. And say, I oh, know this person or that person. So um, okay. I was there, especially last last year, because obviously last year ended up being a ten month training camp. I mean, we were preparing in January and February, then obviously. COVID kicked in for April 11th, then it got put back to June, then June got put back again, and then we ended up fighting on November 28th. And through the whole 10 months, God, the amount of stuff I see in newspapers, in magazines, on social media, on the comments, and things like that, you're going to get stopped, this is going to happen, you're going to, you're going to retire yeah. after, you're going to do this, and you're going to do that. And um, it's quite the opposite. Yeah, I must admit, he's not someone I'd ever back against now. Big shout out to Joe as well, Putney boy. Yeah. yeah, I told, I told everyone, even like a few friends, and I said, "Nah, no chance." I even won a few, a couple of quid after anyway with a few friends. Yeah. So, uh, so yeah, well, that was good. I remember you putting me in my place, mate, when we spoke about it, and it was just like, "Yeah, fucking fair play." <laughs> but that's like the sport, and especially with football, there's so many opinions and debates. You know what I mean? So yeah. you can always. But we don't see what you see. Do you know what I mean? You, it's easy. It's easy. It's easy for us outside to sit and say what we think, but you're seeing the work they're putting in. So, yeah, no, absolutely. Absolutely. so yeah. Too right, mate. Um, based on the back of like you obviously working with, with Joe Joyce, because the guy is a phenomenal athlete as well. Yeah. Um, who's the most naturally gifted athlete that, that you've worked with? Because he, like, from an outsider looking in, obviously I'm a fucking idiot. I don't know what I'm Sorry, lads, I need a pit stop. Back in yeah. a minute. No worries, mate. Who who's your like the sort of most naturally gifted athlete that you have, that you ever um, worked with? Natural, most naturally gifted, um, all round. Yeah, that sort of just it comes the easiest to them. Um, I'm gonna say, not being biased to where I am now, but I'm gonna say Billy. Really? Yeah, the most talented and. You know when you you know when you see something or you see you see a player striking the ball or how they how they win challenges or, or skill wise, how things come and it looks so smooth and so easy that you don't even have to you don't even have to ask I'll oh, do that again. Do you know what I mean? You just you just look at it and you just think, wow, like the talent, the talent that's there. In terms of boxing, I'd say Billy one hundred percent. In football, it'd have to be Loftus Cheek. Really? Even going through a warm up and how he just glided over warm-ups and things like that. It was just effortless, you know, and you, for, for as a coach and that, when you haven't got to say too much about it, say, I oh, know you need to be doing this, this is and that. You just got to look and you just got to watch and think that talent-wise is, is incredible. Sorry, who was that? <laughs> Sorry. Matty, I missed all that. So just just because obviously people will yeah, yeah. watch and listening, Matty, it was Loftus-Cheek uh, football. Oh, okay. And, um, and Bill for, for boxing. Yeah. Um, and just effortless. Who who's been the hardest work for you to get them into shape? Um, current company uh, excluded from that, Kyle. <clears throat> I already uh, went to one session. <laughs> sure. Um, oh, Kyle had a good run though, didn't you, Kyle? You was down. You, you come down training for a bit. I've done a double on my first night there. I've done a double. Couldn't walk for fucking ten days. The only, the only double you've done is a JD and Coke, mate. That's the only. I ne- I'll, I'll never forget it. The end of the double session, I'm literally on the floor, struggling to breathe. I can taste claret in my mouth, and Cam is just and Cam is just standing over me, looking at me, going, "Come on, come." On. I'm like, "Fucking leave me alone." <laughs> no, do you know what I will say though? Carl, obviously, he 
he gets he gets it done. No matter how he goes about it, he still get it done. He listen. He'll never. I've got to give him credit for that. He'll never give up or say no. Nah, no, nah, I'm not doing that. He'll always he'll always want to do well and things like that. But then things. What do I, I think, yeah. you know what I mean, right, it, it goes different ways. You know? <laughs> he's always been there, isn't he, Carl? He's always you. You oh, made it through. I mean, like listen, some of the some of the people that do the double sessions at the gym, like they're going from an S and C session onto a boxing session, like they they're all going to tell you, no, do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, first, and to do that for your first time is that's off, mate. It took okay. us so long to talk him into it, mate. I, I, that was the most I enjoyed a double session, which because I was just watching Kyle. I was like, he's eight, <laughs> brilliant. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? That's what we talked to about going back, like playing football with your friends and that, and mate, having them, them kind of memories. You know what I mean? And and what you get from it. I'll come back one day. I'll come back one day. One day. Bullshit. Yeah, yeah you've been saying that for fucking five years. <laughs> <laughs> Um, what what's the rest of your, your day looking like, um, Cam? Anyway, what, what what's the crack plan for the rest of the day? So we're having a little rest now. Um, we will be back training again in around two hours. Yeah, so five o'clock we'll be back training, um, and then we'll ease off in the the evening, and then we'll be back in the gym tomorrow morning. Little recovery, then we go again. Decent, mate. And, and how many like days or whatever before the fight do you fly out to Texas? So currently now it's, it's Tuesday. So we've got this week here. Um, we fly out on Saturday, Saturday evening. We check into the bubble Saturday night. Um, and then we'll be there a week before the fight. Are you are you all sort of set up like there where you're going to be like doing a bit of training yeah. and whatever? Yeah, everything's all set up. I think we're in a bubble. Every, all the gyms set out. Everything's all laid out, all ready for us. We just got to literally check in, do another test, test five hundred, and then um, get through that, and then um, and then we're there. Yeah, decent, mate. Is is it full capacity? Sixty-five thousand sold out. Yes. See, that's gonna that's gonna add something to it as well because it's been yeah. so long, isn't it? Yeah, unreal. Well, you know what? Obviously, you see the UFC last weekend at Jacksonville. They had a they had a live crowd. 15,000, didn't I? Yeah, and we're speaking to some of the coaches, some of the staff behind the scenes, obviously, where we become friendly and, and see them day to day. And some of the fighters have been back in getting their rehab work. And the first question was asked was like, how did the how did it feel with a crowd? And they, they said, you know what? It was it was exciting again. It made it that little bit like... Raised oh, the game a bit. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, do you know what I mean? Mm. It's like a, it's like a, a well, the adrenaline must flow a little bit more oh, as yeah. well. 100%. That, that, do you know what I mean? You've got to imagine, imagine walking out to a cup final with no fans. Imagine walking out to a cup final with, do you know what I mean, with a capacity. What do you mean? We've walked out to plenty of cup finals with no fans. <laughs> I'm used to it. <laughs> That's where I, I, thrive, I thrive under that pressure. That's, that's it, man. Ten family members sitting. Yeah. Oh, the man and his dog, bro. That's it. The other thing is, certain, like, it, back to, like, with, with boxing with the fans, certain fighters, I think, need it. Like, I think Josh Warrington lost out massively going into his fight because he looked flat the whole time. And obviously with, with that like partisan Leeds crowd that he gets behind him, it's probably the first time he's ever gone in there and it's not fucking bouncing. Like, I don't know if you've been to a Warrington fight, but I've been to quite a few as, as a fan and it's mental. So it might, I think that must be like horrible from a, like a fighter that's used to fighting in front of them sort of crowds. Absolutely. Imagine, imagine as well, like obviously fighters, maybe they've only fought once or twice through a pandemic. But then you look at footballers, obviously, maybe from the start of it, it takes some used to get some getting used to. But I was say I was having a conversation the other day. Imagine, imagine you making your debut for a professional team like your Leeds, like your Arsenal, like your Chelsea's, and that you couldn't you probably couldn't wish for a better way to start your debut, right? 
and then slowly mm. getting back into it. But imagine you're 18, 19, or ever old, and you've got 25,000 people. Do you know what I mean? No, listen, no matter how good you are, the nerves are not going to be there. But then when you haven't got a crowd there, and obviously you can play along with your friends and, and obviously people that you've been working with, it's going to make you a little bit better. So there's pros and obviously there's cons to it. But like you said about the Josh Warrington getting up for a fight, who's usually used to 20,000 leads, fans screaming his head off and the, the stadium pumping. How can you get up for it? And that was his first fight in lockdown. Yeah. That'd and he had like 18 months out as well. Coming back from injury, yeah. So it'd be interesting to see how he, how he picks himself back up again. I'm looking forward to that. He's a little beast, that fella he fought, though. I, yeah, I heard him on the radio the other day. He was on the radio, Josh, and um, he's, they're going to do it at Headingley. No, I, I, I don't think they are, because the last I saw was Headingley. I think the Leeds Council was saying blocked it. Oh, have they? Well, I, he was on TalkSport the other day, and he he, he was wanting Headingley. He's pretty sure that he's pretty sure that the fight will be made, but obviously whether Headingley is the go-ahead or not, I don't know. But he reckons the rematch will be made. It wouldn't surprise me if if Leeds United get back on on board and get it back at Ellen Road. To be fair, mate, they mm-hmm. like now Matram have got Josh back as well, and they've got Ebony Bridges, who's got the Leeds link as well. It was why they put her on the undercard as well. I think she turned a few heads lately, didn't she? Jesus, yeah. both in and out the ring. Oh, there's Colby oh. coming up now. <laughs> <laughs> the most viewing figures ever on a weigh-in, I think. <laughs> <laughs> You could see Eddie Earn as well. He was giving it the old he look away. He's found his mints again. <laughs> it's interesting. Definitely, mate. But um, yeah, Cam, that, like, I don't know if any of the boys have got anything else they, they want to ask you before we sort of um, tie it up, mate. Nah, it's all, mate. Apart from to say thank you very much for coming. Yeah. Absolute pleasure. Nice. Yeah. Anytime. And, and Cam, lovely, lovely to talk to you again, mate. Lovely to see you. Nice Take care. Thank like you. your gym for us as well, mate. Like tell people where they can sort of find you and websites and that. Yeah, no, listen, boys are always welcome, like I've always said before, but Peak Performance Training Club up in Cheserton. Um, we're back in May time. Obviously, the boys and the girls and that have still got things under wraps there, so feel free to get down anytime. Brilliant. Yeah, yeah I'd recommend it to anyone. It's an unbelievable setup down there as well, boys and girls. So, um, yeah, if anyone wants to get in, in, in shape, get down there and get Cam and his team working with you but um yeah cam absolutely blinding mate you've got Pleasure. all of our support and send send bill our best as well when, yeah best when of luck come off and uh maybe eight really May appreciate eight. it mate May eight. make sure everyone who's watching um and everyone who's listening on the podcast platforms rate and review like and subscribe on the youtube channel and make sure you tune in get behind get behind one of our own billy joe saunders is a chance to sort of make history he's gonna be he wins this fight. It's going to be one of the biggest wins from a British boxer of all time. So yeah. get behind him and bring him home, Bill. All the best, guys. Thanks for Pleasure, joining Bill. us. Have a good one. Good night. Nice one. Good night, Cam. Take care, mate. Yeah.